0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. It is somewhat unfair to get any kind of attention or focus from John. He's watching the Astros right now. So six to one as Craig gave us an update in the seventh inning against Minnesota to try to get that series back to two to one. John, are you paying attention to us?
0: Huh? <laughs> no, I'm watching this because I've been wanting the Rangers to win. And what the Rangers have done has been unbelievable. That's why they talked Bruce Bogey out of retirement to go on the road. They have been home since September twenty sixth So tonight, and, The fact they went to the Angels, then they went to Seattle, then Tampa, then Baltimore. And after blowing the division in Seattle, I thought they were not going to get beyond Tampa, and they have been magnificent. I would love to see the Rangers and the Astros playing for the World Series. I don't know if Major League Baseball would be big enough for something that would be that monumental in the Lone Star State, and i tell you what, it would dwarf the Cowboys and that god awful team they've got that got stomped and humiliated in Santa Clara.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, John. I've blocked it from my memory. I just—I uh,
0: don't blame you. That's <laughs> hey, we're a we're a baseball state right now.
1: <laughs> That's right, John. Uh, let's talk about those Cowboys for a second. They had such a like every game has been weird in the in the school. Like the, every game they have is 42 to 10 somehow, whether it's them or or the their opponent with the, the 49ers uh, this last week. Um, is this Dak Prescott, m- among other things they have problems with, is he maybe exposed that he's hit his ceiling?
0: I don't know. I mean, it looks to me like they're missing Kellen Moore. And you know Kellen Moore is going to want to stick it to him in the next game. And I'm still not exactly sure why they ran him off, and they did run him off. And Dak is not the same quarterback. He's not had any consistency, hasn't had any excellence. You know, you could count on him sometimes to throw for over 300 yards, even if it's a loss, bring him from behind. I don't hold the game Sunday night uh, against him because they were bad in every way. But, you know, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. There's Jerry Jones is going to say we don't need one, even though the cap figure next year, last year, was contract. Is ungodly. I don't know if it's the lack of not having Kellen Moore with him, if it's McCarthy's antiquated pay, you know, play calls, but he is not the same quarterback. And that defense has got no business being pushed around like it was by the 49ers. And right now, I thought the Cowboys were top five team right now, don't even if they're a top 10 team. And I didn't even count theirs on game. That was just a case of taking a team lightly. But I at least thought they would be competitive against the 49ers. And right now, clearly, the NFC East, unless there's dramatic transformation in both teams, is going to have a repeat champion for the first time in more than a decade. And that's going to be Philadelphia, which is the second-best team. But it's yet to be dominant like last season. If the 49ers hadn't lost, their quarterback. quarterbacks. They lose Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and they have to go with Josh Johnson signed off the street. They might have been able to win the division in the Super Bowl, and right now the leading candidate to be the MVP is Brock Purdy. And a lot of Cowboy fans down here told me the last two days, well, we'll see him again. Just like the Longhorns say as well, we'll see him again. And I think the Longhorns got a better chance of seeing the Sooners again and the Cowboys, too, is seeing the
1: 49ers. John, you mentioned his name there, but Brock Purdy, uh, here in Big 12 country, we saw plenty of him, played Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game a few years back, and then goes on to be Mr. Irrelevant. Obviously, the Cyclones were pretty successful during his, his time there. Um, but, my gosh, Mr. Irrelevant to this now with San Francisco, what have been your thoughts on on his rise and his play?
0: time we get, quit talking about him being Mr. Irrelevant. Right. Um, At some point, people stopped talking about Brady being a six round pick. And I know some people think that he reminds them of Joe Montana. Very smart, doesn't throw bad passes, doesn't have a great arm, cool under pressure, is accurate, makes really good decisions with the ball. And that's what I see. Montana was a third round pick. Bill Walsh wanted Steve Dills from Stanford, couldn't get him, so got stuck with a quarterback from Notre Dame. And I see that in Purdy and people give Kyle Shanahan all the credit and she calls the plays, but boy, they're doing a great job of coaching him during the week and preparing him. I just think I saw the odds in Vegas of him being MVP are four to one and I would if I were a betting man, I'd put some money on that one.
1: John McClain with us, three sixty five Sports Hall of Fame columnist. John, uh, we had Mac Rhodes on earlier today. It's something that you could listen to later on. Obviously, it's a very, very bad time. The football team is not good. Two and four are slaughtered by Texas Tech at home. Watching from where you do watch them, your thoughts about what you've seen so far?
0: Can I plead defense?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can.
0: I'll tell you this. No, let me, let me point this out, David. The last three days, I've spent a lot of time with the Gridiron Legends of Texas and there's a lot of former Baylor players in there as well as Longhorns and Aggies and players from other states that were great here and we've done charity events and had announced the class of 2023 we had dinner last night golf tournament today and not one of the Baylor fans is not really really upset with the program and it goes to talent when you see them getting manhandled in the offensive line and I think if U T every lineman on the team as long as he's on scholarships gets fifty thousand a year. So you get two hundred and fifty thousand if you're there five years. I know Mattress Mac Matt Sartesian asked him to do an NIL with one of his offensive linemen and Mac did it. And I don't know what Baylor's doing for NIL, but whatever it is, it's gotta be more. And uh it's it's embarrassing to see them get defeated so bad up front. And that's where it starts. And I feel bad for the running backs. I feel bad for Blake Shapin. although Shapin several times would run into sacks, He doesn't look like he's got a lot of pocket presence, but still you're getting pulverized up front. And if you can't win up front, you're not going to win many games.
1: John, uh, are you you ready to start an NIL collective in Houston?
0: I'm ready for basketball season. (laughs) That's what I'm ready for. I want to see these guys starting with Walker that Scott Drew has brought in there. I don't like the thing about Gonzaga. Yarmark's trying to get them in. I saw a story today. He wants to negotiate separate TV deals for basketball and football. And so he wants every name program he can get. And that sounds great, but my God, the Big 12 is tough enough as it is. And every time something happens, I think, Okay, how's that going to affect the Bears? As somebody, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network, said, Big 12 basketball is going to be like Thunderdome.
1: John, uh, Texans. I saw Grayland Arnold and Jalen Petrie combined for a, a pretty nice play uh, with the forced fumble and the fumble recovery, but not enough in the end. They fall to the Falcons 21-19. What was the tale of the tape here?
0: They won uh, – uh, C.J. Stroud took him to a touchdown with 149 left, left too much time on the clock. The defense did a great job shutting down Dijon Robinson with 46 yards, couldn't stop him. Texans lost on a field goal with no time left, and they didn't play well in several areas. But the fact they should have won the game, despite that made people feel good about where they are. And I'm not talking about them, but those of us, who follow them. They can't run ball worth a lick. They can't uh, score in the red zone. Not good on third down. But, you know, they could have beaten the Falcons. Now they host the Saints, and I think they got a chance to beat New Orleans. They've got a chance to win every game they play. And I'm not saying they're going to win 10 or make the playoffs or even compete for the playoffs. But that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel, we see it under D'Amico Ryan's knowing all these teams that need a franchise quarterback, knowing the Texans have one, it makes you it makes you get excited for what's ahead.
1: John, thank you very much. Keep watching the Astros as they take a two games to one lead in that series.
0: Good luck to the Rangers and Sick the Bears. There you go, John McLean.